Welcome to the Inspire People Impact Lives podcast. This podcast is for people who are looking to get more out of life by making an impact on those around them. Each week, we bring you local, influential business and community leaders delivering powerful messages to help you live a more inspiring and impactful life. Coming to you live from Northwestern Mutual Middleton, here's your host, Josh Kosnick. Welcome to another episode of Inspire People Impact Lives. I'm your host, Josh Kosnick, Managing Partner, Northwestern Mutual Middleton, Madison, Wisconsin. Today, I have a special guest, Tim O'Brien, founder and CEO of The Healthy Place, formerly known as Apple Wellness, and we'll get that into that a little bit in that transition today. But really excited to have you on the show, Tim. Thanks, dude. Super happy to be here. You're a cool guy, man. <laughs> you, sh- you guys should see the suit. I don't know if you can see the video, but he's got a cool well, suit Well, if on. they're watching YouTube, they will. If they All listen right. to us on iTunes, yeah. probably not. But yeah. yeah, we're talking about the suits and the tailor that uh, Mitch, he'll come see you. He'll hook it up. But uh, you're definitely an entrepreneur that we've identified in the community, and you've had some massive growth over the past couple of years. So really want to talk to you. But before we get to that, tell the audience about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, boy, my, uh, my mom fought through cancer when I was uh, four or five years old. And after the chemotherapy and radiation, a lot of her recovery was through natural alternatives. So through that experience, she saw some pretty cool recovery and uh, got a job at a just kind of a mom and pop nutrition store and became the manager. So us kids, we were like homeschooled and we'd all visit mom at work and do our school there and watch these testimonies unfold. You know, people with chronic pain, uh, stress problems, getting off the anti-anxiety medications, sleep medications, the opiate epidemic, you know, and, you know, heavy hitting issues like cancer, dementia, and just watching my mom work with these people and watching results, you know, not always like, oh, shoot, this didn't work this time for this lady, but man, this other person, we got off the opiates, you know, stuff like that. So by the time I was 18, you know, it was like in my DNA was with natural alternatives. It, I found out pretty quick that I liked people in life and I liked telling or helping people, encouraging people. So that's when I got a job at, at GNC when I was 18 years old. And that's actually what brought me to Madison was the fact that I found out I loved it. So I got invited to district manage a couple of the GNC stores in the Madison area. And that's what brought me out here. And, you know, after a couple of years, there was a corporate takeover uh, where all the franchises became corporate and everybody lost their jobs. So it was like, dang, what do I do now? You know, and I was new, yeah. newly married with my wife and like, what should we do? So we were praying about it. And that's when we decided to start Apple Wellness uh, back in 2010. So that's been been a really, really fun ride. And so that's, that's kind of like how I got into what I'm doing today, I guess, to your question, you know, who I am, you know, um, this one's harder for you to answer. That's a tougher question. Yeah. I mean, I'm 36. I'm male. Um, no, uh, boy, you know, I, I grew up, you know, parents divorced one of those stories. And so a lot of, uh, frustration going into my teen years, like for me, it turned to anger and it turned to, uh, um, homeschool story. So like I didn't have a social like network at all. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the way my mom did it anyway. Um, Cause I think you can do it the right way, but I, I just wanted to find like friends. So I found the wrong friends and I got pretty heavy into like drugs and kind of the wrong crowd at McGuanago high school. And, <laughs> <laughs> up? and um, that really led me down a pretty dark path. Um, 13 to 
about 18. Just drugs. And I was like, I didn't care about my life. You know, I graduated with like a 1.7 GPA, like barely getting out of high school. And then really kind of cool when I was 18 years old, um, God kind of broke into my life and I wasn't looking for him. You know, I was raised in kind of like a you know, Christian home, if you, you would say, but not really like giving my life to God. It was more just like believing in God. Yeah. And he sort of like busted into my life, wasn't looking for him at all. And I just saw my life like it was like like a puppet, you know, like the devil or something was like the controller of the puppet. And and I didn't want that. I was like, shoot, I don't want that for the rest of my life. So from that point on, it was like, OK, God. Like, I want to do life your way. Like, what up? You know, what should I do? And when I started asking that question, like, it was pretty cool. He just started, you know, opening. That's He opened the GNC thing that brought me to Madison and that brought me to Apple Wellness, you know, that brought me to my wife. And, and it was uh, pretty cool. So, yeah, I, I'm just uh, um, a big believer in, in God being God and giving my life to him. And um, he's been taking care of me ever since. Met my beautiful wife about 10 years ago, 11 years ago. So right around the same time, or right we started before. right before, yeah, so it would have been 11. Yeah. yeah, right before the store. Well, that's that's some major pressure <laughs> on a marriage or a new relationship. <laughs> but hey, uh, by the way, we're going to go into debt and uh, start this thing with no guarantee. Of any- was she working at the time, by the way? She, she was, yeah. And it was funny you mentioned the debt thing because she didn't know until like year three what it meant to put your house on as collateral. So she like evidently I didn't explain that very well. So she's like, you tell me we could have lost our house. And I was like, that's why you weren't as worried as I was. <laughs> so communication. Communication. Yep. That is one of my uh, areas of weakness. And yeah, it was, it was scary. Plus we knew that uh, we wanted her to be at home with the, the babies, you know, once she started having babies and stuff. So it was like year two that she got pregnant and it was like the timer started of when we wanted her to be able to like quit her job and be able to stay at home with the babies and everything. So yeah, dude, I mean, it's scary. Yeah. 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 I can, uh, relate. Uh, and I was in this business, uh, what, three, four years, met my wife. We got engaged very quickly and proposed after six months. And then, uh, we were married the very next year, but then, uh, her moving to Madison from quick, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, uh, I'm a quick start. So when you know, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, I took action. So, um, but then she moves to Madison and she was either going to go to law school or, um, uh, move on and to do something in the professional space. Cause she had just graduated from Anderson university, Christian university down in Indiana. But, uh, in that sense, we decided to start an anytime fitness. Whoa. And we own the downtown at university square and you go into significant debt before you have one customer, and yep. um, and you know from equipment to the rent to whatever it might be, and it's a scary time, mm. especially in a new, new relationship. So we we remember we were, uh, she was just talking about it with a couple the other night. You know, starting out like we didn't have any money, and you know we're you know we still lived a fine life, but like that's a you know having that much you know whether it's a half a million a million whatever it takes for someone to start a business mm-hmm. um that's a big number and a big boulder hanging over your head dude yeah and wrong turn you know could mean you're paying for that for the next 20 years right and not, not any further ahead but further behind so it is a big step of faith ultimately yeah 
Good for you guys. That's yeah. a cool story. So for, for you guys in Apple Wellness, <laughs> so uh, let's talk about it. We talked a little bit about the name change. Yeah. Uh, so how did, let, let's tell the audience how that came about because <laughs> it was Apple Wellness, now Healthy Place, and you have four locations that you've grown to. Yeah. Uh, talk about the name so change. So funny, dude. So, I mean, I'd, I'd be, you know, on one side of the store and I'd see my one of my staff, you know, on the phone and I, I'd, I'd hear them say like, well, turn it off. And then turn it back on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so people thought we were an Apple store. You know, in Apple Wellness, they thought we fixed computers. So then, like, unhealthy computers, Apple Wellness. So we were getting that a lot, you know. And I'd, I'd, I'd be like, you know, well, we don't have Apple products, but, you know, we have vitamin C. You know, <laughs> like, trying to turn that call into a win, right? Um, so that was a thing. Uh, uh, in addition to that... We found out Apple actually has an Apple wellness program for their employees. So it was like trademark infringement or whatever they call it. I was like, just as we're growing, it's just a matter of time till we start stepping on their feet, maybe. Um, that, in addition to uh, my wife is our graphic designer, and she's brilliant in like branding and artistic design or social. And she's like, she's like the, she said this from the beginning. She's like, the Apple word is taken. Like, that is taken. So from the beginning, just about, she wanted a different name yeah. and so she thought long and hard and found the healthy place and she's been just brilliant with you know find your healthy place and <clears throat> all the marketing kind of ties that you can do to that so i've yeah. been, been pretty excited about it so yeah that was a two-year change which was intensive because uh, at first we were like apple wellness the healthy place how can i help you and then after about a year of saying that on the phone and all of our marketing you know then it switched to the healthy place apple wellness how can i help you and just in the last few months, we dropped off Apple Wellness off of a lot of our uh, radio ads, yeah. TV ads, and how we answer the phone and such. So it's been a That's transition, good. and people were still like, are you like new owners? Or, you know, as, as hard as we tried, it was still, yeah. it was hard. Yeah, it yeah. was a tough switch. So uh, I can just imagine one of your employees like, yeah, I'm, I, I work at uh, Apple Wellness, but I'm also an Apple genius. Right, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yep. well, it's fun. So as you go into that transition, the branding, I think that, uh, you know, earlier this year, we talked a little bit uh, pre-show about COVID and you guys starting the website and really pushing towards that. Yeah. So I want to say like some businesses have really struggled hmm. and some businesses have pivoted and done really well. And it mm -hmm. sounds like you're the latter there where you've pivoted and done really well. Talk about the decision to do that, maybe some of the feelings that went around it and, and how you guys have succeeded through that. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, dude, I'm feeling for a lot of the companies, dude, like friends, you know, family members that are not set up for, for COVID. I mean, it's brutal. And, you know, any business, um, I'm just thankful that we had a few of the things set up before COVID that were in progress. Um, there's inflection points for any and every business where if you don't change, you either stay the same or you start to die, you know, as a company. And so I, I've read that somewhere long ago, you know, and just seeing that the world is growing and changing and it's like, okay, online space, like a couple years ago, it was like, we have to hit the pedal on this thing because every single year, you know, Amazon and online presence grows by double digits. It's like the world, as much as we love that personal encounter, the world is moving, so you can't be blind to that. So thankfully, we started to really work on our website, our web presence a couple years back. And last year, I mean, 
just six months before COVID. Thank God we set up two, two things that we did not realize how valuable they'd be. One was a live chat feature on our website because our difference maker is consultations. You know, people, you know, don't know what to do when they have chronic pain. They've heard of natural nutraceuticals, but they don't understand like what forms are better or sourcing is better that's going to get them off their opiates. So for us, our difference maker is our knowledge and the ability to have a consultation with our customers. That's why the community comes to us, uh, uh, not just because of good prices or some good service. It's because we have the knowledge to help their mom you know, sleep better and get off the sleep medications mm-hmm. or whatever. <clears throat> so that live chat feature on our website blew up once COVID hit because people weren't coming in the stores. Number two thing, same day delivery. You know, I mean, we were already doing, we call them the rounds because we have four locations in Madison. So every day we're doing transfers and we're like, I was like, it's probably not too hard just to do same day delivery since we're already going around the city. And of course my staff, you know, laughs because I just throw these ideas out and like, can you make it happen? And they all make it happen. (laughs) But uh, same day delivery. And that has been so powerful too. Second thing, once COVID hit, like that blew up, you know, for us overnight. So our in-store traffic tanked with COVID, like last I checked, it was like 40, 50% down in-store traffic and our website and live chat and same delivery went straight up. So it's been a really cool balance. And now we're actually positioned where we're growing. I mean, this is the best month. September was the best month we've had on our website. Um, Second, second best month, best month. So yeah, yeah, man. That's awesome. It's my team and it's crazy. So so for those that may not know, like me, uh, I know Chad knows because he's a tech guy, but uh, like me, so the live chat, is there, how to, who is manning that? Yeah. So we have our wellness consultants uh, that are live on there. So it's not stores a bot. Are open. No, uh, no, no. And I had that choice in the beginning. It's like, you can engineer a bot that like answers all the most popular questions and just have it be automated like that. Or you can have a real wellness consultant live on the other end uh, of answering your questions. And so our model I mean, our difference makers are our knowledge, our care, and our quality. So it's like, how can we bring that to the online world? So we right. want to bring our model to the online world. Because if you look right now on most of the most popular supplement websites, there's not that heavy interactive consultative relationship between the user and the company. And our wellness consultants will call new customers. So we get you know half of our website comes from orders outside of Wisconsin. And we call every freaking customer because we care. And that's our difference makers because we actually care about people enough to call them, take the time for it. I mean, that's heavy on payroll. Yeah. That's what I was going to imagine. It could be the bot probably would have been a lot less expensive. Yeah. Right. Payroll wise, you know, or cost wise overall. But the, the, um, you know, values you have in helping your customers mm-hmm. that you put real people there to be able to answer yeah. the questions. And to me, that's the coolest part is like going that extra mile. And this would be good advice if you're listening, like any company, and you guys you know, know this, if you go that extra mile, you pay the extra money to care for the customer in an extra way, like it, it comes back, you know, it pays mm-hmm. back dividends. And we've seen that because that's where the customer on our, in our company goes like, holy crap, like they called me. I mean, I bought a vitamin C I live in New Hampshire. They live in Madison, Wisconsin. They called me and said, hey, if you're facing a sickness or anything, like take two a day instead of one. That'll be more therapeutic for hopefully, you know, lessening the duration and strengthening your immune system. And they're like wowed by that. So then next time they have an issue, they call back 
or check back in the live chat or tell their mom about us, you know, that have yeah. sleep problems. So it's pretty cool, dude. I mean, it's a heavy investment, but I've seen that play out over the years. It's worth it. Yeah. And I would say for any business, I think, you know, you mentioned Amazon, um, they will take over yeah. uh, everyone include most local businesses. If you don't pivot and mm-hmm. create something online presence wise, uh, to make it as convenient as possible, mm-hmm. but also, uh, the quality has got to be there and, and a bunch of other things that uh, go along with that. But that's what local business owners, I know they're scared of it, but if you, you can't just sit in place. Oh dude. Yeah, I know. I'm like, mm. I'm like, want to just come around and help these people. Cause it's like, you know, uh, uh, trying to think of a, you know, maybe a restaurant that doesn't have a, a connection with Growhub or what is it? Uh, Grubhub, Grubhub, yeah. There's a bunch of other yeah, apps. Yeah, Eat just like, like, guys, you got to get online. You got to get, you know, if it's an app is, you know, let, let's, let's get after this because you have to. I mean, for us, um, even before COVID, it was like, if we do same day delivery, we can beat out Amazon every time, every time we can beat them out. If we do this live chat thing, we can beat out Amazon every time because we're right there. We can connect with somebody real that actually cares about you and direct them towards the better, you know, better quality stuff. So it's huge, dude. Inflection points, you know, I'm I'm kind of a, I love that stuff. No, it's really good. So as you continue to grow through, whether it's online, the store, stuff like that, what's the next 10 years look for you, like Mm -hmm. for you guys? That's an awesome question. Take over the world. (laughs) (laughs) The healthy space world. There'll be a podcast somewhere and it'll be like, you know, the healthy place, I mean, they will take over. You have to pivot in order to come against the healthy place. Someone's going to be listening to this, (laughs) running their own podcast, being like, look, this guy is going to take it over. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, I love life. Uh, Life is worth living. Life is worth fighting for. Life, Life is worth maximizing. Like your potential. Like you have things inside of you that are really unique and powerful. And if you understand who you are and what you're capable of, I mean, stuff impacts me like, like, you know, you might know a thousand people and then those thousand people know a thousand people. So it's like, we're two billion, we're two people away from like a billion people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that whole idea of your impact. So like, if I have one word on my tombstone, it's like impact. Like I want to like, that's well, good. You're on the right podcast. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. I, when I first saw that name, I was like, yeah, suck up. <laughs> Let's go. So, man, dude, I want to absolutely max out my life to impact people. And, you know, my core is my faith and my family. And, like, that's where this passion comes from is to help other people's faith and other people's families and you like quality of life. So I've happened upon this industry, which is like the nutraceutical industry. It's really uh, my mission to, to encourage people and help people live their life to the fullest and maximize what they got going on. So I'm never going to stop, dude. I mean, you say like next 10 years, that's why I kind of prefaced with my little my little going, my little tangent there. Uh, I, I want to, to bring the website to a national, you know, my goal right now, $100 million, you know, a big old Harry goal is that what they call it? Yeah. Big hairy audacious goal. <laughs> yeah, B-hag. yeah, V yeah. man. I mean, never gonna stop, dude. So we're hiring all the right companies, you know, UX designers and CRO experts and a couple different dev teams and um, Google ads, Facebook ads rolling. We got YouTube ads rocking, and it's working. And we're refining it and figuring out uh, how to pivot. And we just got a new office space. 
uh, it's larger so we can have a video room to really start rocking out you know 20 to 25 videos is what we're going to start to pump out next month so i just want to educate i want to impact i want to help people and that ultimately is going to be in three streams so we have the brick and mortar stores i'd like to get to seven in dane county so right now we have four i'd love to get to seven i have the locations picked out mm -hmm. you know waiting for one company to move out of my spot. <laughs> um, and we're not naming names. No, 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 no. And number two is the website and, you know, national website. And then number three is our brands. You know, it, it kind of came out of our stores growing, but we've developed two different brands, you know, Lively Vitamin Company and Wild Theory CBD Oils. And that was for my stores. I didn't, you know, my vision wasn't maybe big enough to think of like selling them to other stores. But in the last year, we've started to do that. So it's been cool to see those pieces and that learning curve of yeah. the, the reps that you got to get in place. And, and so we're in about five states right now and, and waiting on one rep down in Florida. Hopefully he's going to pop for us that nice. has like seven states. And, well, how do you yeah. manage that then? So with those reps in all these different states and obviously uh, now I feel like some of the technologies make it made it easier, especially. And I think COVID. One of the benefits I think of COVID is, I don't think it's just our industry. Uh, I think, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, if it's helping in yours as well. But like Zoom, GoToMeeting, Ring Central, some of these digital Skype, whatever, um, these digital platforms to create a face-to-face -face experience when you're not face-to-face. -face. Yeah, that's made it a lot easier for us uh, as advisors. And I don't think, like, it was always there, or not always, but over the last decade, it's been there. What COVID did, I feel like, has normalized it. Yeah. Like, expedited. Like, instead of, like, the world. preference of you and I being face-to-face -face right now, uh, some of our podcasts we've done recently have been across the country. Jonathan Orr was in Michigan, stuff of that nature. Nice. Um, and we were able to do a Zoom, and I was in my home office. Chad wasn't able to be there because he was deployed. Like all, like either all this different stuff. Like it's it's normalized it. Mm. We we now see it as normal. So is that what you do with some of these, uh, you know, sales reps or whatever it might be in these other countries, or do you get them all together at some point? Or yeah, yep. I mean that's a good question because we're still new at it. But Zoom has definitely been helpful. You know, because it's better. I mean, in, in connect, like, I love being in front of you right now. Actually, like, seeing you in your cool suit, you know. <laughs> um, it's Zoom is not that. But it's better than being on a phone. Yeah. And what do they say? Like, 92% of communication is nonverbal. Right. So whether it's with my employees, because through COVID and stuff, you know, a lot of our leadership meetings were via Zoom. And it's definitely helpful. As far as managing them, you know, we have a Billy, uh, cool guy. He's, he's ahead of our brands. And so he's the one that would be over the reps and connecting with everybody, making sure they got their poop in a group and, you know, poop. <laughs> that might be the first time I not only said on the show, but first time I've heard that term. <laughs> yeah. I can thank my, my father-in-law for that. He's got all sorts of, <laughs> he says, uh, whenever he doesn't want to do something, he's like, I rather lick a urinal thing. Cake. <laughs> yeah, urinal yeah. cake or slide. That's like sliding down a razor blade. I mean, he's such a funny guy. But uh, <laughs> anyway, you know, to make sure he's got his poop in a group because it's like herding cats sometimes. Whether you're yeah. talking about employees or you know reps or like whatever, um, you gotta stay on the same page. And communication, you know, as I found out earlier in my early in my marriage here, is important uh, across all fields. Absolutely. So that's really cool. One, one of the things I want to go back to that was going through my head. So you say you graduated high school with a 1.7. I don't think I was too much ahead of you. I might have been a 2.7. But either way, not a great student. Sure. Uh, like I told you earlier, I'm ADD, and that wasn't as much of a thing. Uh, maybe a little bit for you. You're a little bit younger than me. But for me, it was not hmm. really a thing. 
uh, unless you were maybe really severe and and people just thought you were acting out, but it was just your brain didn't function like right, everyone yeah. else's. So, um, so I was thinking about this. So with a 1.7, I'm guessing you didn't go to college. No, after school, I was like, because I just had that God experience in yeah. my life, and I was like, what should I do? And so there was this Bible college in Waukesha called New Tribes Bible Institute, and I didn't, it's actually like, for missionaries, you know, to like go get educated in the Bible and then like go out around the world. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that. I was like, don't send me to Africa, you know, like, yeah. but, um, I decided like, Hey, Bible college, that sounds kind of cool. And it's like, maybe keep me out of trouble for a little bit. I was getting away from the drugs. And, uh, so I did that for a year. So I do have that, but then no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the point I wanted to get across there is cause uh, so much in our society is based around this idea of college mm, and yeah. and getting the education that way, right? And uh, and don't get me wrong, there's education. I did a couple of years of college and then I dropped out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very vocal about that and I've gotten to the top of my profession mm. without that degree. That's so cool. Even even yeah. though most people sit there and say, you, you have to have a degree. Well, that's that's their thought or that's what they were taught. Yeah. Um, but there's other ways. And, and But you're still very educated and you still run a very successful company. And I love when I can ask someone a question about a 10-year vision yeah. and you have one. <laughs> yeah. That's the, so that's from, so the, you, you have to be well-read. You have mm. to put right people in your life. So who have you put in your life? What are you reading? How have you educated yourself to be able to grow a vibrant business without that college degree? Yeah, dude, that's such a good question. And, and just to encourage you, if you're listening, like, man, Business, regardless of the field, maybe not regardless. If you're a medical doctor, you should probably get a little yeah, a brain probably, surgeon. Yeah. You'd rather go to school. Yeah, please. Or otherwise, <laughs> we're probably not going to have you operate on us. But. I mean, I am so slow in so many ways. Like, I have a hard time, you know, retaining facts. I have sometimes way the heck overconfident, you know, plow ahead. And a lot of these weaknesses could just could, you know, make or, or could break a, a, a successful business venture. So first off, you don't have to go to college for so many types of businesses. And you don't have to be smart because I am like, that's not my strength. You know, my wife says I'm smart. Um, so I'll take that. Uh, but it's not my strength. And to bring around you people that are, you know, what, what's the right way to say, like hedging your weaknesses, so Becky, for me, my wife, um, that's been one of the most important parts of our business journey. Like we couldn't have gotten there. Like if, if you liken me to a kite, you know, I love to fly, you know, I've been skydiving, you know, bungee jumping, like I love like plowing, you know, forth. And, but you know, you got to have somebody holding that string in order for you to fly. So Becky's been that for me. And that to, anchor. Yeah, dude, yeah. you can't you can't fly a kite without somebody holding on to, you know, something else I realized throughout my life is, you know, in myself, like I'm not great. Like I'm I'm not a no like I don't want to be a know-it-all. I don't think I have the answers. And so that's been a huge kind of blessing for me to have that understand, you know, I'm but dust, they say, right? Like to have that, you know, I don't know what they'd call that, but to know that I need help. I think is one of the most important parts of that recipe of success to, you know, go to people around you. So Ted Gary, he is one of the owners of the Princeton club here in Madison. He's been a mentor for like 10 years, you know, and I'd come to him, you know, talk about whatever, you know, he's been like a father to me. Um, Dave Ducommon, he owns a company called no fear uh, dentistry in town. Mm -hmm. Great, 
great uh, dental uh, company. And he's been a business mentor to me. You know, uh, Terry Lamarond, he owns, um, owned Enzymatic Therapy and then sold that and then started Eura Pharma up in Green Bay and built both these companies, like $100 million brands. He's, he's the guy that brought glucosamine to America some 30, 40 years ago. Hmm. He knows his stuff. And, you know, I get to meet with him quarterly. So just because, like, I need help. And I think that's been, if I would, like, point to my success, it'd be, like, to those around me that, that spoke into my life that I trusted, you know? Because you can, you can go fast alone or you can go far and take somebody with you, I think, yeah. is the African yeah. proverb or yeah. No, that's, that's, so I would challenge your thought that you're not smart. Oh, right? Well, here's the reason I say that is because you're smart enough to know that you need help and know where your weaknesses mm. are. And I think a lot of people don't take Thanks, the time bro. to understand where the weaknesses are. So whether you do take something like a strength finder mm. from Gallup, which is awesome, by the way, I highly recommend it. Mm. I think it may cost you 50 bucks to find out what your true strengths are and your guiding purposes are what God blessed you with in mm. your life and what God didn't bless you with. In your right, life. Yeah. And that's okay. We're not meant to have everything as a strength. And, no, and the things that God didn't bless you with, they're, they're never going to be a strength. You mm. can marginally get better, mm. but they're never going to be a strength. So for, if you focus on your strengths, there'll be a lot more exponential growth out of that. So, But then cool. identifying people that op are opposite of you, whether it's Becky, your wife, or for me, being this ADD uh, mind, I tend to be highly unorganized. So you can see my desk. I got piles. It's, it's organized <laughs> chaos, we'll say. Yeah, but yeah. the bottom, bottom line is I'm not an organized person. Sure. I, have, I hired people that are really organized to help clean up my hurricanes. That's awesome. So that I can keep doing what's, what I'm best at and they do what they're best at and what they're uniquely gifted to do. And then the other piece I would say is like you're extremely humble then. Hmm. To be able to say, I don't know this. I know that I'm you know, new to this business or whatever it might be, and you're, you're eliciting help from or soliciting help from uh, these other great business owners in Madison. So what I want to ask on, on that piece, because um, the Gary family at Princeton Club, uh, the dentist, uh, Ducoman, I think he mm -hmm. mentioned, yep, yep. which I've seen a sign in his advertising, um, driving down Mineral Point. Yep, yep. Uh, but uh, so... What were the questions you asked when you got to them, mm -hmm. right? So I think this is where a lot of people, because their ego gets in the way, yeah. oh, like, and it's going to be this, like, oh, I won't be on their level because I'm asking this question or asking for help, yeah. and I want to be on their level, or I want to be seen on their level, or, or why would they help me? Right. Why would, why would they, they're a busy guy or busy gal, like, why would they want to help me? Yeah. And you find when you get to those really successful people, they actually really do want to help hmm. people like you and me. Yeah. Especially, um, I think, when you know you don't have it all put together. Right, especially when you come from a humble nature. Mm, so what were the good, questions yeah. when you, like, I don't know how you <laughs> met them, but, like, what was your initial, like, how did you get them into, a, like, a mentor essential role? Yeah. Uh, because I think that's what a lot of startup businesses need are some really good people in their corner and in their ear. Yeah, you know, that's, that's a good question, and each one's a different story for sure. <clears throat> if somebody came to, you know, you and, you know, you say you're, you see them time to time at, at church or you see them, you know, I don't know where else you'd see them, or they're, you know, a uh, client of yours. And they said, you know, Hey, I just started this like coffee, coffee house. And you, you seem like you kind of know what you're doing, you know, and I, I don't know exactly what I'm doing wrong, but you know, could I get a cup of coffee with you and just like pick your brain a little bit? That's how a lot of these started where it's just like, 
I showed them respect and I, I recognized their accomplishment. Like, Hey, you guys, you've done something pretty cool here and I'd love to learn from you. And there's a point where you might get coffee the second or third time where it's like, Hey, you know, can we, can we do this on, you know, I mean, it's different every time. Cause there's some guys that I've met with once that, you know, like John Maxwell, you know, like, I got a little window with him or like John Bevere, you know, I got this like little window with him and, you know, some people that I think are cool and have done some great things, but then those mentor relationships, I think you gotta, gotta be bold. You know, you gotta say, you know, Hey, would you take would a you, risk? Would you be okay? Like, yeah, meeting once a month or something. And, but you got to feel it out too. Cause yeah. you know, um, you know, they're busy, yeah. but if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Right. right. And I've been shot down before. Yeah. You know, I said that to John Maxwell, I, I jumped, backstage after one of his big talks because I just like think he's the coolest guy and I was like dude I'll I'll fly he's he's like I'm like can we get a you know meal with you or something and he's like oh I gotta fly to you know I forget the state but I gotta fly I was like dude I'll, I'll fly on the plane with you like I'll just go wherever and he's like I'm sorry son like that's not and he's like you know 65 or something he's like, I'm sorry son like I can't do that but uh, but you're there's something special about you and, you know, when the other 10,000 people out here are just going out the door, you came back here and found me. So well done, son. And, you know, and that was like worth it. Yeah. So like I got rejected in that, but I didn't lose anything. And I actually got a gift yeah. from him that I'll never forget. Yeah, right. He admired your hustle. Right. And he, and he, and he paid that for it, right? He, he politely, polite, yeah, politely <laughs> shot you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, you're like, no, I'm going to jump on, because he's probably going on a private jet anyhow. Like, right, no, yeah, I'm going to yeah. jump on that private jet. <laughs> yeah, <right>? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Maxwell's the godfather of leadership. So what, but yeah. like, what, what else are you, so that you went to a seminar of his, big yeah. talk, right? So that's another thing you did to learn. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, uh, what books would you recommend people reading? And we'll get to your favorite book at the end, but like, what did you do to learn to grow into this business? Like when you were at GNC, what were you learning? What were you doing? Not just showing up to earn a paycheck. What were you doing? Yeah. You know, I think earlier in my life, it was all about figuring out like, what is life about? And like, why am I here? Okay. Now I believe in a God, you know, I believe that he saved me and stuff. So it, so what now, you know, like what is life supposed to be about? Because I know what media says it should be about, you know, like your looks and your accomplishments. Your yeah. Material yeah. stuff. Right. And, um, that's what you should like make life about. And so my belief structure started with like, no, life is about who, who God made me to be and who he is. And once I understood, uh, how much I uh, I'm loved by God. It was like, okay, God, well, what do you, what would you have me do? You know? And so earlier in my life, it was like, you know, reading books around like what God would say life should be about, you know, and finding like, okay, humility is like this key of the kingdom. Like I want to pursue humility. What does it look like to pursue humility? Mm-hmm. Well, give up pride, you know, like what does it look like to pursue generosity, you know, and, and how do you keep, as you start to make a little more money, how do you keep from getting greedy? Mm-hmm. The answer is, be generous, yeah. right? That defeats greed. So learning early on some of these like kingdom principles, if you will, like it's better to give than receive. So then, you know, you start hiring your first people. It's like, I would rather be generous then and I'd rather give to them so that they can go far instead of just focusing on myself so that I can go far. And it's it's just interesting. So that was, that was like maybe my 20s, you know? And into my 30s, it's like, oh, wow. Like I am way over my head, you know, I'm getting more employees now and more locations now and a website and a couple of cool brands that I want to build. 
I am over my head. I, I, I still struggle with communication. You know, I struggle with retaining facts, which is tough when you're like CEO or whatever. Like you're supposed to be remembering like, okay, this employee did this to that person and we got to write them up now. And, you know, setting up your managers, connecting with them so that they can execute and all that kind of thing. So this last, you know, five years, all about like leadership and reading the books, going to the seminars, you know, meeting with people. And this last couple years has been like, how can I give in a greater way because I've been like a, a steward, if you will, the way I view my businesses is like, I don't actually own them. You know, God, God owns them. And I'm like a steward of what he's given me. So I'm a big believer in that. And so then that changes how you navigate and how you, so now I'm finding ways like, how can I give more? So reading books about like, what does it look like to, to change a community? You know, what does it look like to invest in something? Because if these you know, companies are going to keep growing, it's like, man, we could change, you know, change the world. Experts say that you are the average of the five people you hang out with and the books that you read. We'd like to suggest the podcast that you listen to as well. So hit that subscribe button and add Madison's top leaders to your circle. We'd also encourage you to share this podcast with as many friends as possible. Our mission is simple, to inspire people and impact lives. If you know of a friend or colleague that could benefit from listening to some of Madison's top leaders, give us a share. Now, back to our guest. I was thinking about also then is, what did you learn at, because I, I know I was a frequent customer of GNC and other supplements uh, in the past uh, throughout my working out life, uh, post-college football, and just continue to try and stay in shape, have good Good years and bad years. Looking <laughs> <laughs> so, chiseled now, no, bro. <laughs> well, I've been better. This is actually, I would consider a, a bad year with some of the stuff going oh, on. But okay. the last three years were actually really good years. Um, but so I was thinking there with GNC is there's a lot of bullshit there too mm-hmm. in supplements. Um, how did you learn? Bullshit, yeah. How did you learn what was good? And there's, because there's good stuff there too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying that. But there, the, the, there's none. Um, there's good stuff. There's bullshit. Yep. And the, the supplement <laughs> industry is monstrous. Yeah. Right. So yep. how did you learn and how do you continue to learn as to what's the good shit? What's the bad shit? <laughs> shit and, make sure, <laughs> and make sure that the good shit's in the healthy place. Yeah. I'm Tim O'Brien and we got the good shit. <laughs> <laughs> New tagline. We just came yes, up with dude, it. dude. That is the healthy place. Boy. Yeah. Good. That's a really good question. You know, um, you start out early on. And you get in the store, you know, I remember just a young buck, you know, getting in the GNC store and again, it comes back to like asking the people that know more than you. Right. So, uh, the owner of the store, you know, John, I asked him, I asked my mom, you know, like, well, what are the good brands and what are the good forms? So there's a couple different layers. First would be like these, these brands. And, and before I explain that in two minutes, like you just need to find somewhere you can trust because most people like don't have the time to delve into what I'm about to yeah. say brands where they source from is really important. So like GNC, for example, a lot of people don't know this, but they're owned by China. So the Commonwealth of China purchased GNC in like 2012. So nutrient supplements, nutraceuticals coming out of China, typically there's a concern, kind of like a red flag there, just based mm-hmm. on toxins and heavy well, metals. Especially and after this year. Especially after, yeah, <laughs> little COVID in every pill, yeah. maybe. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a little That bit. was a joke, people. That was a joke, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Um, so sourcing is important. Uh, forms of nutrients are really important. So, you know, people don't know this, but vitamin C, for example, ascorbic acid is vitamin C. Sodium ascorbate, 
Calcium ascorbate, those are all forms of vitamin C, and there's good, better, best there. So calcium ascorbate absorbs four times greater than ascorbic acid. So imagine how much more you can help somebody if you know that little fact when they're looking for a good quality vitamin C. And it's like that across the board. And so then there's certain brands that you start to trust. Right. You know, uh, Lively Vitamin Company is, is one of mine. So, of course, I trust it. I know where it's coming from. But you're a farm out of Green Bay. That's Terry, my mentor. Great brand, Mega Food, Pure Encapsulation. So there's a lot of good brands out there, and there's a lot of bad brands. And I'd probably say there's more bad brands than there's good brands. Most companies will put the cheapest possible ingredients in there. Drive up margins. Drive up margins. Oh, dude, I get it, man. There's all sorts of ways that I could cut corners with our brands, and I didn't even realize there's corners that I could cut until I saw that, oh, I could take the high road here or the more profitable road here. And so that was really interesting as I navigated through that. It's like, wow, so most companies are for sure cutting all these corners. And at the end of the day, results, right? Because you can have a gorgeous packaging, you know, where people are like, ooh, but a crap product inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why, you know, going back to where we started the conversation on Apple, where I think they were genius at. Yeah. Great product, great packaging. Right? Yeah. Right. So oh, yeah. Look, looks good, feels good, yep. works good. Yep, right? yep. One of the books, though, that changed, there's a lot of controversy around um, Kevin Trudeau, which, you know, I don't condone. I don't really even know his full story. But a, a book that was a game changer for me was Natural Cures. Uh, because, and there's, there's probably other books like this out here, but it, it paints this understanding that I didn't have. Every single drug treats a symptom and then hurts the body in some sort of way. It's negative for the body. Every drug. Nobody would say drugs are good for you, you know. Pharmaceutical drugs are, are good for you. Nobody would say that because they all treat a symptom and then hurt the body in some way or have a side effect, et cetera. If there's a natural alternative, you know, like BCM95 curcumin for inflammation, I mean, I get thousands of people off the pain medications with BCM95 curcumin. It not only treats the same symptom as Vicodin, but then it strengthens the body instead of damages the body. So mm -hmm. it's such this like paradigm shift and where the pharmaceutical companies you know, and the medical system is at in the United States, it's like, don't look at anything natural, you know, like don't look behind the curtain over here. You know, God created all these amazing nutraceuticals for your health and for your body, no matter what the problem, sleep, stress, anxiety, depression, IBS, Crohn's disease, cancer, dementia, Alzheimer's, not saying we're going to like cure every disease over here. What I am saying is there's natural alternatives mm -hmm. and there's natural cures for a lot of different ailments, conditions, issues, problems. And the way our medical system is set up is you go in to the doctor. You know, we have some of the best doctors in the world in Madison. I respect the hell out of those guys. Some of the best pharmacists in the world here. The way the system's set up, though, it's like, here's a script. You know, here's a drug. Here's a drug. Here's more drugs. They're not telling you about BCM95 curcumin in there because there's no money in it. Yep. You know, it's all run by, the, by Big yep. Pharma and everything. Yep. So that really turned my, you know, lights on, so to speak, and, and got my passion going for education, getting the world out. I want to tell the world. Do you worry about, so speaking of big pharma, and knowing that your place does CBD, knowing in Wisconsin we can't do THC at this point, mm -hmm. uh, I believe that'll be coming. Uh, I don't know what your yeah, belief is on that. It, <clears throat> the politicians say like 10 years out still, which I don't, really? I don't know if it'll be that far, but that's yeah, what Yeah, I was say, thinking yeah. if I was a betting man, I'd go five, but yeah. I guess it depends. I bet on, you're right, though. It depends do. on the politicians, Seems like right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's say... Um, well, where I was going with that is, do you worry, do you think that Big Pharma's uh, 
positioning for a takeover of both CBD and THC? Oh, I mean, they've Epidiolex is was <clears throat> the first CBD drug, and it's gone through some struggles, but it, it was a CBD isolate. And so they absolutely, and that's actually what's made it still such a struggle with the FDA right now, because I think it was 1992, there was a law that was passed where once something is called a drug, it can't go back. And CBD mm, well, isolate yeah. was made into a drug. So then now when it's trying to be legalized mass scale, it's still a drug and it's not legal for people like me, according to the FDA, to sell drugs. So with that, the FDA still calls CBD illegal. Yeah. So it's still not like legal according to them, but it is according to the federal. And you Well, know. what's fascinating about that fact that you just said is that's the exact reason that we can't take profits from a CBD place and invest in the what? markets. Really? Because until that piece of legislation is fixed, it's seen as a drug and us as advisors can't take profits or, or in money made by you and invest wow. into the U.S. markets right now. That's insane. I mean, to add because to that, of that factoid. to add to that, that which is wild, I got booted out of my bank in Madison because of the CBD thing. The insur I had to change insurance companies. My credit card merchant processor, I was in Florida on a vacation with my family. I got a call. None of the credit card um, processors are working. Oh, my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. You mean we can't accept any sort of payments whatsoever? And nobody was like allowing CBD with credit card marks. Right, this is, this is all based on that one factor you just shared. Yeah. Because it's all through the, the, the banks. And the insurance. banks and the investment uh, broker dealers like us have to comply with wow. those federal laws. And even though CBD sales is legal here, or even though some states have marijuana and THC sales legal, as you know, in Colorado and some of those states, they can't go through their banks, they can't go through the investment house, they have to set up Cash their own- businesses yep, and all exactly. this. exactly. They have to set up their own private security, their own stuff to be able to operate business because of that one law you just shared. Wow, dude, that's crazy. So to answer your question, you know, yes and no. For the last 20 years, Big Pharma has been, they would they would completely wipe us out if they could. There'd be no natural alternatives. You'd have to do, you'd have to go to a, um, a drugstore to get vitamin C because they've done this with like red yeast rice. It's, it completely lowers cholesterol naturally. You, you do not need to take a statin. Statins are the biggest joke in the United States of America. It's $40 billion a year, and it actually increases the risk of cardiovascular diseases, doesn't reduce it. And, you know, but the way our medical system is run. So red yeast rice, they said, hey, this is a drug. We're not going to allow you guys to sell this natural drug because they want to own it. They want to be able to keep it so that they can sell tons of statins, right? So now we can only sell a 3% red yeast rice product. So it's much weaker than a full plant, but you can grow red yeast rice in your backyard and lower your cholesterol naturally, but I can't sell it at a health food store. <laughs> I mean, it's wild, dude. So yes, there's the concern of them, like, cause they are coming after things that they just tried to take vinpocetine from us too, which is a really good for like cognitive focus and mental clarity. And uh, we, we like shut them down, you know, um, was it NPF, but uh, I'm part of that agency so anyway the other hand of it is like they've been trying for 20 years it's like we fight back man we're you know we're gonna we're not gonna be crushed you know we might be the david you know and they might be the goliath but we're not quitting yeah <laughs> well, that happens but we that's always... another that brings up another conversation of like inflection points so like what's the what happens if that did happen i mean that's something i think about and i don't have a plan there <laughs> right right well get a paper out you know <laughs> and, the, and big pharma is you know bigger than amazon and yeah. so as far as the Goliath in the room, I mean, yeah, 
You know, big pharma controls a lot of policy decisions. A lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. So, so that's something to look at. But anyhow, um, so as you continue to grow here, one question I want to ask, because I know that some people are skeptical of CBD and natural stuff. Yeah, because, and they should, just to pause you, they should be. There's so much BS out there. Right. And I think it's because certain people like glom onto it as like, oh, it does everything. The miracle right? it's, cure. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a miracle. Well, all right. But it's not. No, there's specific uses. No, so I got a whole list of people to, it didn't work for. So how would you speak to the skeptics yeah. and then those people that think it works for everything? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, boy, being in the natural alternative business for 17 years now, uh, beyond growing up in the stores with my mom, managing those locations, uh, nothing is a miracle cure. No, I don't have one supplement that works for everybody. Uh, every single one, no matter how much I love it, and no matter how many people it helps, there's another list of people it didn't help period, you know, and pharmaceutical drugs, I would remind the skeptic that pharmaceutical drugs are the same way. You know, doctors will say this drug didn't work. Let's try this one over here. That's why they have to have all those disclaimers that this causes anal bleeding. Right. Yeah, anal bleeding. <laughs> it could cause, I should say. Not right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's wild though. Yeah. I mean the side effects and that's where I'd like to remind the skeptic. It's like, yeah, this might not work for you, but it might work. And it sure as hell doesn't have the side effects or the poison uh, negative impact to your body like the drugs do. So why not try, you know, BCM95 curcumin is my go-to for inflammation, for example. You know, number two might be CBD. Number three might be uh, boswellia, comes from frankincense, powerhouse anti-inflammatory. <clears throat> and, you know, maybe you do strike out on the first one or the second one, but maybe the third one does work because I see that happen all the time. We recommend what's most successful and then second, if that didn't work, we give an in-store credit so nobody wastes any money to try the second one, and it's often a home run. And the beauty of that story right there is you may have just avoided being stuck on Vicodin for the rest of your life because that happens all the time and damages your kidneys, damages your liver, damages your stomach, damages your cognitive ability. Could lead to heavier opiate usage. Yeah. Um, oh, man, yeah. yeah. I mean, back in my drug years, this is TMI, but I, you know, took, you know, piles of Vicodin to, to get messed up, you know. Um, didn't mean to just tell you that, but I did, and here we are. So it, it's wild. I mean, if we can keep somebody away from the drugs, like they often don't even know what we're saving them from. And the crazy thing is most drugs lead to more drugs. So one drug will have a deficiency, you know, um, diabetes medication will make you more likely to have your blood pressure go up. And so then you get on blood pressure medication, you know, and then that combination is negative for X, Y, and Z. And then you get on that medication. And so we've all seen those people where, you know, you just like look in their eyes and you can tell they're kind of like not fully there. And it's so sad. And they're often the folks that are heavily medicated. Yeah. So that's my, that's my, one of my passions, dude. Yeah. It's just like under the doctor's supervision, you know, that's fine. I'm not going to pretend I'm a doctor. I'm not going to pretend I'm a pharmacist. Let's see if there's healthy, natural ways to get you away from the drugs onto something natural. And, you know, to the skeptic, it's like, that, that's okay. Be skeptical. And I actually always congratulate those guys because it's like, you should be, you shouldn't just like be led by any sort of marketing. Sold by, yeah. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of BS out there. Find somebody you can trust or that you think like, okay, maybe, you know, and they come into the store and you can say, they kind of look at me like, I don't believe you already, but I heard there's some good things about CBD. Like, can I try it? Like, what do you think? And there's a lot of science. So we'll share that, you know, pubmed.com, examine.com, therock.us has literally categorized thousands of clinical trials related to CBD. And like a library, you can click on, you know, colitis and see the studies specific 
CBD to colitis. You can click on Alzheimer's and see the studies with CBD related to Alzheimer's, cancer, dementia, you know, chronic pain, et cetera. So yeah. there's good science and reason to believe that it can help you. That's good. No, that's a good answer. And I think uh, that uh, I wanted to bring that up as you're coming in here today because you hear it from both sides. Yeah. And, and you know, I've witnessed in, um, you know, in-laws household, I've witnessed in others where, I know, my father-in-law um, had uh, certain issues, mental issues uh, that led to him taking his own life. Mm, and oh, someday sad. I will, uh, I will uh, uh, divulge that fully. Uh, but, but, Bottom line is he was led on by a witch doctor in one sense because he did have ulcerative colitis. He had many other things that were that were leading to him trying both pharmaceutical and natural. And uh, I remember one time he got so sick because of this essential witch doctor that was telling him to eat these uh, certain specific things. Oh no! And and specific diet and um, it just was not healthy. He was like withering away. So sad, um, dude. And so there's so there's sad. both sides of it. So I've seen firsthand people get sold on certain things and convinced by people they shouldn't be convinced by uh, yeah. that that this is the way to go. But I also understood where his mental state was at this point. It's like he just wanted to feel moderately wow. normal. Right, 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 dude. And and you know that example reminds me that you know we all need a team around us. And so over the years, like, just be looking, like, who's a good person to have on my team? You know, you might have a good medical doctor. You might have a specific pharmacist you like to go to. You know, maybe somebody goes and sees a chiropractor and, uh, you know, maybe they, uh, a masseuse, you know, get your massage once a month, whatever. And, and maybe someone like the Healthy Place, you know, the wellness consultants there are someone on their team. And because we need that balance. Yeah. And just like in life, you know, you might go ask a couple people that you look up to, what's your thoughts on this new business venture? Or what's your thoughts on, you know, I, I met this girl and I, I might want to get married and, you know, what do you think? And so anywhere in life, it's like, you know, it's good to be balanced with a team. Yeah. Well, let's just, so actually that last uh, piece of advice you get. So let's say you go, uh, I want to marry this girl and you go to uh, someone you look up to <laughs> yeah. and he or she went through a bitter divorce. Wow. And yeah. then you go to someone else that you look up for and they've had a healthy marriage <laughs> for 25 marriage. years. Doves You're are probably going to get different advice from those two people <laughs> just based on their own run, personal man, run. life experience. Right? <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, the one that went through a bitter divorce is like, Make sure you got a prenup. Make sure you right, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. make sure you know. Uh, <laughs> and in fact, and they get done with their advice, and they're like, oh, "Don't get married." Right? Just don't. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Don't ever talk to her again. Yeah. So right. So you have to take those with a grain of salt, right. as far as like right. And okay, both are probably well-meaning. They right. love you. You know, they care about you. Maybe yeah. right. Yeah. But they came their own. The, it's impossible for us as humans to not interject our own personal experiences hmm. into some of the advice that we're giving. Wow. So, <laughs> dude, you you hit a nerve with me there just there because I think that's why it's so important to have faith. Yeah. because life is so freaking hard. I mean, I've had more setbacks and more discouragements and more frustrations over the past 10 years of business than I have had victories, successes. And it, it's been like really hard. And yet I have this joy inside because I'm not doing it for my own kingdom. You know, I'm not trying to build my own kingdom in my own name. I'm doing it for a greater cause. Yeah. And I think there's such a power there and an adrenaline I get that fuels me through all of that. And it's amazing because then the victories are so, so much more sweet and the joys are so much more, you know, when I'm sitting in Hawaii with my family after I worked my ass off for the last year, like busting it, trying to, you know, it's like, thank you, God. And so I think that's, you know, 
so important just to have that faith because without that, dude, I mean, the next thing's going to take you out. It's something, well, whether it's faith in God, which you and I are both Christians, so we can speak to that. But for someone that's listening that's not, mm -hmm. it's faith in something that's bigger than yourself. Yeah. And that could be a mission. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're, if you say, you know what, I've gone down that God path. I don't, you know, I don't believe in that or science or whatever you want to yeah. say. That's fine. Um, but you still have to have faith in something bigger than yourself. Otherwise it becomes yes. about yourself. Yes. Yeah. Picture it like, like faith again, whether it's in what I believe in or the greater mission that you have, like plugging that into like a light into an outlet, like it's going to make the light turn on because yeah. then you're not focused on yourself. If you're focused on self, it's just going to, you're going to keep running into walls. You got to get focused on something bigger. Yeah. Agreed. All right, let's, let's wrap up. We talked about the word game a little bit. So remember, with the word game, uh, you can respond with one word or a short phrase, and you can't repeat yourself. Ready? Yes. All right, happiness. Joy. Health. Gladness. Gladness for health, huh? Yeah. I thought you would have said something like... I uh, should have said something that was like marketing the healthy BC, place. Find BC your healthy place. Curcumin. Let me go back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, pain. Suffering. Power. Victory. Life. Joy again. Oh, did I repeat myself? Yeah. Shoot, that joy word. Life. Joy is a good word, though. Is worth living. It's a good good alternative. How about death? Life. <laughs> there you go hand in hand. New life, yeah. I mean, for hand. real, yeah. Yeah, new life for there Christians. Yeah. Uh, problems. Solving the problems. Solve those Gosh, problems. Can I like take like three seconds and think about it? <laughs> no, like, you got to go with God. Oh, man. Chad, Chad did this to me early on before we instituted into the podcast. Oh, really? We're out there on the patio having a cigar, and uh, he's like, all right, we're going to do this game. I go, <laughs> random. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did it with him, but yeah, uh, now, now it's part of it. All right, success. <sighs> oh. Shoot, gut again. Um, now I'm having trouble. Success. Sacrifice. That's good. Inspire. Everyone. Impact. <laughs> oh, man. The world needs you what you want to leave yeah right? you talked about it earlier so I was, I was excited to get to that one uh all right man we talked about favorite book of all time or most recently read you wanted to give a shout out to what is it yeah i mean i just favorite book of all time i mean i don't want to have a lame answer and say the bible the bible has had the largest impact on my life uh for sure but um you know the, the book i just read that i really am pumped about right now is measure what matters by john Doerr. And he's played a role with uh, Google and Apple and Intuit and just some of these largest companies in the world and uh, something called OKRs, objectives and key results. And one major struggle in my company has been like having actual goals. Like I have it in my mind, the vision, and I run really fast and hard and never get tired uh, running after that vision. My team needs goals. They need objectives. They need key results to know they're getting to those goals. And OKRs are literally going to change the face of my company. And I can't wait because it's been so needed. And it's helped me. That book has helped me like formulate like, okay, what, what is our next quarter goal? Yeah. You know, and then what's our next year goal? 
and to break it down in that way. And we've all heard about goal setting and the importance of that. This whole OKR thing has been a game changer. So yeah. I'd, I'd recommend that book. Well, as the owner, you're the visionary. Mm-hmm. And so they, the team needs you to uh, put that out there. Um, and somehow being able to uh, make it about them too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So as long as you can do that, uh, they'll buy into the vision and chase down whatever big, hairy, audacious yes, goals you set out dude, there. Yes, right? yes. I love All my right. team. So how can the audience get in touch with you, follow you, follow The Healthy Place? Oh, um, yeah. You know, our, we got handles on um, Instagram and, and uh, Facebook. On Facebook, we're still Apple Wellness. So we're, we're having a little trouble changing the name to The Healthy Place. Um, but you can find us there. And then uh, my email, just to, if you got questions, like I love emails, uh, Tim at findyourhealthyplace.com, Tim at findyourhealthyplace.com. Any questions you have, uh, I can I can try to help. Uh, uh, and then our website, findyourhealthyplace.com, uh, is a great resource. So our products are on there, obviously, but that live chat feature, um, I'm encouraging people, Josh, like even if you don't want to buy anything, but you just got questions and you're looking into what does the natural world have to say about this condition, this issue, this problem, like hit up that live chat feature and our staff, our wellness consultants, are trained to know what the natural world is saying about that condition. And you can just ask questions there. So I love that as a resource. Um, yeah. I love that as a resource. Yeah, and then we uh, got four. That's awesome. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I'm just so pumped about it. And then we have four locations in the Madison area if you happen to, to live in Dane County. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, I think a lot of our listeners do, and I think that uh, uh, you've at least piqued some interest, if nothing else, if they haven't already seen you. And I'm sure there's some people here that are raving fans already. Nice. Uh, so... Uh, man, I, I, I really enjoyed today. I, I really admire your authenticity, Thanks, your man. vulnerability, your ability to, to talk about your faith mm. and, uh, and just being, uh, humble in general, mm. like about, I mean, you guys Thank are you. exploding and, uh, you have your eyes on the prize in the right way. Uh, so keep crushing, man. I'm excited to watch the growth going from here. Thanks so much, Josh. Happy to be here too. And just, you know, let's all keep crushing life because life is beautiful. It's a gift. I mean, whether it's your health, uh, your family, your friends, like life is beautiful. And to remember that and to take a moment to like look at the sky and be like, every breath is a gift. And to breathe out of that, meaning live your life out of that, you're going to make an impact and, and a difference. And we all rather be stars in a, in a dark you know, universe uh, yeah. than a, a black hole or something. So let's keep, keep living life, man. That's great. Great advice. I'm not going to say anything else. We're ending with that. Nah. Thanks for having us, Tim. Or thanks for being on here, Tim. Yeah, thank uh, you, brother. This was awesome. Thanks for listening to another episode of Inspire People, Impact Lives. If you've been inspired today, please share this episode with as many people as possible so that together, our impact is exponential.